Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yes. You know, one of the things I had to imagine watching uh, the game Friday night, Matt Canada just probably maybe had a moment going, how do you like me now? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, one of the biggest criticisms is we've talked about is the fact, you know, people talk about, nah, not throwing over the middle. Check that box. No, you know, the yak yards. You're not designing routes enough that, uh, you know, they get any yak yards after. Check that box. Uh, you don't throw the go ball enough. Well, check that box. Oh, you know, the longest touchdown run was, what, 10 yards last year. Check that box. It was a 14-yard scamper by Anthony McFarland. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is, and what we – I don't think anybody – seem to give enough credence to is the fact that when you're a rookie you're not going to have the whole keys to the the whole enchilada right yeah. i mean you're not going to have every play every every hot route every audible available for you because you want to cut down the options the more options you have uh at, at times you can get paralysis by analysis yes in a very i mean a, 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 a an illustration i always use is in boxing gym teach the jab you know you, you come in. That's the first thing you learn, jab. You know, and you learn how to defend the jab. It's one. Well, it's one option you got. Just pat the jab, pat the jab, pat the jab. All of a sudden, the cross comes. Now, all of a sudden, instead of just one key, one thing that key on, you got two, and your reaction time drops until you get, you know, up to snuff and your response, and you've drilled it enough. It's the same thing, you know, in other aspects. You've got to be able to drill it enough, and I think with Kenny – not having the OTAs, not having the, the preseason with the ones, going in in the fourth game at halftime and, and becoming the guy, um, you, you had to, you know, kind of taper it down. And now now with the whole offseason, this is what we got with Kenny. You're starting to see what Kenny can really do. Well, you have inclusion, right? Inclusion, inclusion. in the game planning. Because you, you have to be involved and invested. And I think for Matt Canada – bringing him in in the offseason, asking him, hey, Ken, what do you like here? No, as we review the bulk of, of the tape from week four all the way through week 18, let's look at your progression. Let's look at your growth. Let's look at how you've adapted and find out from a base point, because, right, you're building a new Correct. foundation this year. Yes. What do we have in the tank, right? What do we have as your – favorite plays, your favorite routes, your favorite concepts, favorite protections. How does this all flow? And how does it flow communication-wise? Like, how, how comfortable do you feel being, able, feel being able to go from one play to the next? If I send you in with alert plays, quote-unquote, that means sending in two plays. And Correct. You, you know, you have the first one and then you alert to the second one or you kill to the second one. Like, what do you feel is a combination? And, like, what are your opinions? How do you see this? And that inclusion and that kind of 
conversation between quarterback and offensive coordinator is invaluable. I think about the years with Ben, right, and Bruce Arians. Yes. Him and B.A. would just craft an entire game plan together. They'd hash it out. And that made Ben play faster. That made him feel more confident. That made him be able to see, you know, what blitz concepts were coming up. What type of motion is going to give you a key? Is it a zip motion? Or is it is it a zig motion where you have a guy kind of come in and out as opposed to moving completely across the coverage? Right. Like, what makes you feel good? And I think a year ago it was, hey, rookie, you just got to deal with this playbook. True. And now this year it's like, here's, here's your customized menu. It's like going to Cheesecake Factory the first Ooh. time, right, Boy, and you see that good. menu. Yeah. But, it, but it's overwhelming, right? When it you is. Because you don't know what you want to pick. And then you go to a bistro, it's like, Here's our prefix menu of the day. Yeah. Pick one in each category, right? It's a, it's a different feel and the more personalized feel um, in that, and it limits your choices. And I think, you know, the first time you go to a bistro, that's great as a rookie, right? Because yes. it's like, hey, this is what the game plan is. I only have so many options. The bumpers are set. But then you get the Cheesecake Factory menu, and I've already got my favorite. I, I know what I want when I go there. And so, but it's but the I'm whole menu is stuck. available. I'm 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 stuck. You're always you know, stuck. The cheesecake. Yeah, because you can get the chocolate chip one or you get the cherry. I love cheesecake with cherry on top. I mean, it was just you're, you're, just, you're, you're a classic guy. Yeah, classic. You're it's classic. Like New York City. of New York type of cheesecake. Yeah, exactly. I used to, back in the day, like on away games, I would always finish with cherry cheesecake. Because on account of you got to have carbs for the next day. You know, that was yeah, my excuse. Yeah, of course. Always. You've know, you got you to make sure. I'm an Oreo that. cheesecake guy. Oreo? I love okay. Oreo Ooh, cheesecake. That, that's good, that's, too. It's so delicious. Yeah. That's actually my favorite. That one in the red velvet when they when they did that one. Uh, see, I'm not so big on well red velvet. I just never really experienced it as much. You, but you didn't have it in the pregame meal when I brought it for years after you know Bussy no. started it, and then I started bringing them in like every home game. We were never allowed to you know participate in that. I mean, it's just a shame. Oh no, sorry, sorry. The night before meal, yeah. You, oh, you just never came to the hotel the night before. Yeah. Oh yeah, the home games. Yeah. Yeah, but right. the Ohio and the Ohio away games, I also could because my um. My Sue Larson, who was my cake lady, uh, she lived in Ohio, so she would bring it to all all eight all eight home games. Okay, and then she would come to both of the away games in in uh, Ohio, so Cleveland and Cincy. She and we, I, I mean, I had two I remember ginormous being there, cakes. but I was just so, I didn't know if you know. Listen, so. Hamp used to make a milkshake out of it. Ooh, he would cut the red velvet cake and would dump it in there with some ice cream and some milk. And oh. make a a strawberry. Like Hamp, a, Hamp knew how to get it done. Listen, Hamp is a seasoned, foot, uh, you know. Feeder. Now he's 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 leaned out now. I mean, Hamp, I dude, Hamp looks so good. I mean, he just like leaned out, but you still know it's Hamp. Yeah. So we can't say big Hamp. We just have to call him Hamp. <laughs> you know, he he lost the big, but he's still a large person. Um, That's true. Dimensions wise, but I mean, well, he's shape, always going to have a big head. You yeah, yeah. You, you can't, can't shrink your you can't, head. You can't. You can't. You cannot shrink. You can shrink the, the body, which makes the head look even bigger. Yeah, but he, but but his head doesn't look out of place. It doesn't look no. like a bobblehead. Well, no. Yeah, but he's definitely. I would say he's no longer in the three hundred club. Boy, that's amazing. Yeah, that, that really is amazing. Yeah. Now but I get back to Matt back, Canada. Let's get back on this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the point being is, I love what I'm seeing with the development of Kenny. He moved the pocket with Kenny, you know, at times, and then at times Kenny just used his natural inclination. To get on the hoof and move. Because, yeah. you know, I always thought he's kind of like Wyatt Earp and them guys. You know, I'm better when I move. 
Rambling, scrambling, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he just he can create pressure on the secondary when he climbs the pocket or exit stage right or left from the pocket and on the move because he's accurate when he moves. He's able to deliver the mail and be able to throw it. And uh, I, I like I like that fact that you can put pressure, much like Ben was early on in his career before he had uh, you know multiplicity of age and injuries set in on him. Then he was just great from the pocket. But the fact is, um, Kenny right now is showing a lot of maturity for such a young man, and I love the um, the acceleration in you know his his uh, uh, ability to um, direct everything. You know, you hear a lot about his composure. You know, Mike Tomlin spoke about how he he structured things at the hotel when they did the walkthrough in the game and everything. Now the fact he was in charge there, that I you know he was able able to command the offense and. You know, the quick calls, get in, get out, all those things. You know, I like the manifestation of what we're seeing with this young man as he grows into this quarterback position. And it's going to be, by and large, how you get along, how you are able to communicate with with, uh, Matt, you know, Matt Canada. And I think as a young person, it's always tough to figure out those interpersonal communication skills, right? Absolutely. And those quirks and nuances and also – for Kenny, I think it's also an adjustment getting used to your offensive coordinator being up in the booth versus down on the sideline. Because usually you get that instant feedback. As soon as you come to the sideline, we can communicate. We can talk this out. We can hash right. it out. Whereas now you kind of have to talk to Sully, get on the phone, make sure you're on the same page on Good the tablet. Yep. It, it, that operation in and of itself is a, is a new thing to get adjusted to. And I think having that year under their belt, now they have a better, better feel for that. And I think a better – movement of Ben kind of resisted it towards the end of his career right? right correct and just kind of more so complained and just dealt with it and then he kind of self-diagnosed a lot of things whereas Kenny is young he doesn't know any different so that's all he knows yeah. in his professional career is my OC's up in the booth right correct. so you have that type of dynamic that you're working through so there's there's some new things and I think having that year now makes things so much smoother operation wise this time around unquestionably so and I think that relationship grows firmer, stronger, better, and I think the offense flows from that. And you know what? Matt Canada was talking before the Sunday practice, and why don't we take a listen to Matt Canada talking about things that uh, go bump in the night. Year two of Kenny Pickett, I thought he played well. I assume probably, you know, yeah, I thought Kenny played well. You know, there's a couple of things we're obviously going to critique in there, but it was pretty, you know, for, for again, the small sample size we had with, with that whole group, but with Kenny, we achieved what we kind of wanted to do. How happy is it knowing that you see that progression in a preseason game with that first team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good. Obviously, we're going against a really good defense every day here, and I think we're, you know, happy with the steps we've taken. We're not no, anywhere complete to where we want to get to, but I think it's it's always good to see it, you know, in those settings in a game-like environment with with everybody out watching. Matt, you guys went down the field three times at least after the pick on the – the long deep ball on the sideline. What's what's the degree of urgency if you see one on one along the sideline? What's the urgency? I mean, we're letting you know. You know, obviously, you know, we're letting our guys play within the framework of our offense, and we get you know, those players are that we've had. And I think, obviously, that was a disappointing with the way that worked out. The ball from Mitch to Cody, and that guy, you know, he made a nice play. And we got to let that happen, but we're not going to not do that as the game goes on. So it was it was good. We made some more plays. Obviously, good to see Calvin get his his touch later in the game. 
Matt, you mentioned Calvin. You guys have been waiting a year to, to see him in that environment. Yeah. How would you explain or describe what he did? I thought Calvin had a good night. I mean, the things, again, you you know, at least most of you are here every day, and, you know, you see Calvin, and um, we know what his skill set is. Um, but it's very, very crucial to get Calvin on the field in game situations because he didn't have that last year. We need Calvin to play like a second-year player who didn't have a first year, and that's a, that's a challenging situation he has to answer the bell for so I think we were happy with the way he did that um, you know there was, again there's always things that you know we're talking about over there that we're not talking about here but as a general feeling for the first game you know we were happy with where Calvin was at and, and the things he showed. Spencer Anderson played I think three positions maybe? Yeah. What's been your evaluation of him? I think versatility you know the more things you can do in anything in life, probably the better you are. You've got to be a master at something. But I think Spencer's a guy that has some versatility with what he can do. His, you know, with what he can do, different spots, physicality and movement and those things. So that just gives him more opportunities to play. And obviously, everybody's goal at this point as a player is to to find a way to get on the roster. And I think he's doing all he can to show, you know, his versatility and viability to be one of those guys so he's competing for that happy with his ability to learn and comprehend because that's not an easy it's not an easy challenge to, to do all those things there seems to be a lot of excitement about Pickens uh, yeah Pickens catching something a touchdown pass that's not a go pattern um, is this signified that he understands the route tree is, is he working on that is it yeah, I mean, I think we're working on a lot of different things. Obviously, those, you know, you, you know, we're not running. There wasn't anything we did Saturday night that we didn't do all last year. So obviously, execution, execution is what we're trying to get. And you know, to your point, mastering a any skill set. But you're talking about GP in general. So that was, a, you know, that was a good play. Run after the catch was good. Finding his way to the end zone was good. So all things we want to see and and need to see is, you know, he answered about Kenny. You're asking about George. I mean, that year one to year two, we've got to see some of those things occur. So we're happy with where we're at right now, but we still got. You know, quite a bit of time left before the opener. Matt, I think Kenny targeted four different receivers on his plays. Was that by design, or is that just how things? It was by design. Went? We were trying to. We were trying to get everybody. We, we we obviously had a plan, and then what we were going to do, how many you know opportunities were going to be there. So we were trying to to do that if we could. But within the framework of you know, we're not going to just force one and do something silly. So he did a great job managing the game, getting the ball to the right guy that was open at the time. Was that just to get guys involved, or you were working on specific plays? No, it was just. Just a preseason agenda to, to spread it around a little bit and get them in and get them out and stay healthy, which, again, we, we achieved that, which was good on our side. Matt, do you have plans to look at Spencer at center this camp? Um, you know, since Spencer can snap the ball. I mean, obviously, we're looking at it right now. I don't know if we'll get to that or not, but there's, again, his versatility is real. So as we look at those things, the more he can do, you know, when you start getting down to those last spots, and I think those things are valuable. So I, I know we know Spencer can snap, so. Wouldn't want to get direct on that, but that's that's certainly a possibility if we get to that. Matt is it, McFarland showing that he deserves, or that there's a, a role for him in this offense. Yeah, I would say Ann, Ann had a similar, you know, a similar game. I said you mentioned Calvin. I mean, Calvin has he didn't play at all last year. You know, Ann's just had some situations where it was injuries or guys in front or opportunities or all those things. So, um, you know, he's he's done a good job getting better. He's you know filling out, doing some things. You guys have seen him out here in practice. Um, so we felt like he had, you know, had earned the right to, to see what he could do in those situations. And we were pleased with where he was for a game one in the preseason and, and making some plays, making some runs, and continuing to, to watch him grow. But happy with where he is at this moment, yes. Man, it's like an open-ended question, but how good can this offense be if they're clicking? 
I think we could be really good. We're just we're going to keep quietly moving forward and doing one thing at a time, but consistently getting better. Like I said, we we did all the things we did last year in that game, but but it looked, you know, again with our ones, it was clean, it was good, it was sharp. Our execution was better, and that's the same thing we've been talking about for a long time. So I'm I'm really excited about where we're at, and where we're headed. That ball distribution that Pickett had um, is is it gonna? I guess in a good case scenario, is, is he gonna have a lot of mouths to feed in terms of you guys have so many different little weapons? Right, it's a, weapons. it's a great it's a great situation, right? It wouldn't even said him. And then certain game, you know, there, there's no way that's ever gonna happen. And I realize that would be a yeah, week. This guy, everybody can't have the best game of their career every game. It just doesn't happen like that. Defenses take away certain things, and Kenny's job will be to manage that and do a good job with it. And our guys' job will be able to manage that and understand that if, you know, we had a question we mentioned about playing one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. If that's the case, that, you know, the ball should go to where the defense is, you know, they're, they're saying we're able to stop you doing this or we're getting here, we should stop you. We've got to then have, you know, have the ability and execution to get the ball there to the right guy. And I think Kenny and Mitch and Mason all, you know, did a good job, you know, doing that and we'll continue to do that. Matt, you guys were really tight in multiple the second half last year, and you were again in the preseason. How has Darnell allowed you guys to maybe open up things for Connor or Pat, maybe more in the slot, different things yeah. like that? Happy with Darnell, obviously coming in, you know, his first, his first, you know, first game at this level, and his physicality is impressive. I think he had the one catch, but obviously, so I think he does a lot for us. You know, his ability to, to lock block on the edge and do some things will be fun to watch where again we're a long way from everybody but obviously you talk about Darnell or Broderick those young guys I mean we're we got a lot of a lot of a lot of steps to take care with them but very very pleased with where with where we were coming out of the first one. Was job one with Broderick Jones just to get him acclimated and you know, he played a ton of snaps. Well, yeah, I mean, I, we wanted to see him do practice. that. You know, obviously, he goes against some really good guys. We've got some really good guys on the edge here that he has to go against every day. Going against somebody different, you know, different moves. Everybody's got their own little, you know, their own rush tactic and those things. Everybody's run, run defense is different. So we want to speed up that clock as fast as we can within the framework of, you know, not being silly, but, you know, we wanted to give him a lot of reps. I mean, again, that was, that was certainly an agenda. How'd he do? Thought he did well. And how important is it to build? On, from this performance from the first team to Saturday? I mean, I think it's important. Obviously, everything, you know, there's there'll be an agenda next week that we'll go out and try to do. I mean, all, the only thing that matters is building enough to be ready for the 49ers. I mean, that's all, that's all everything every day is how we attack today to get to that, you know, not minimizing the question. But Saturday will be what we want to do that night. Is it a different guy to feature? Is it a different combination? Um, all those things matter. But ultimately, all that matters is being ready for the opener. Two more. Oh, it's just something we, you know, Kendrick's obviously, you know, he's our center for us, and he's got to, he's got to continue to do that well. And we're just, again, this is the time for experiments. This is the time to look at different things, and, and that kind of happened last year with, you know, with him doing some looks for the defense. And so, we're just, you know, we're kind of exploring a lot of different things to, to be as prepared as we can for whatever might come our way, you know, throughout the season. Well, it's interesting. Matt Canada talked about one of the things. Uh, the variety of people, or the, the enormous variety of people that were throwing the ball. You, know, you think about it, there's 17 guys that uh, had one reception or more. 17, that's a lot. You know, and I, you know, I, I love listening to the questions. You go, was that part of the, you know, the game plan? Well, yeah, you want to find out what everybody's capable of doing. Hello. Can he catch in the stadium? <laughs> Question number one for wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. You, you just kind of want to know that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Can, it's like, A, can he run? Yes, he has two legs. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, can he run what we ask him to do? Meaning 
actually get open and then three. Can he catch, which is the most important, which cancels out one and two. True. If you can't do the third one. <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> that could be an issue, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, it's it's good, though. You know, Matt sounded like, uh, you know, just talking about the things that were important. He talked about Spencer uh, doing a, a job and, and brought up, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Broderick, Broderick, yes. Broderick yeah. yeah, boy, how can you forget that? I don't know. He's a first-round draft pick. I mean, Brojo he, is he what they call He's our 14th overall pick this I know. Year. You Just, would think, hello, yeah. that you'd, you'd be you know, nailing that six one foot, down. Six foot seven, 300-plus pounds. Really? Too. Yeah. But, again, going back to what we kind of started the program with, talking about how Spencer keeps grabbing your eyes. You know what you got with Broderick in the sense of this, this uh, number one draft pick, you know, and he's – Young, he's doesn't have his man strength. Athletic got great feet, all, athletic, out, can run and everything Ooh. else. Um, but again, Spencer Anderson, all the way down to number seven, yeah, he's looking pretty darn good. I, I really like what I've seen from him. And Matt seemed to, to agree with that. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's what you have to glean from this conversation was a lot of guys doing what they were expected to do, and some guys being pleasant surprises in it. But a lot of guys doing what we expected them to do because we've seen it in practice. We've gone up against a really good defense. Right. Arguably, I would say, you know, a team that could be a top five defense this year when you look at the defensive capable guys that are on there. And they're going against that every day in practice. Indeed. Iron sharpening iron. That's true. Another guy that's starting to look a little bit sharper, too, is that Rodney Williams. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Hot Rod's another guy that you look at and you go, you know, the guy just keeps popping up. And, and, and he ha- he has a touch of the quicks. He does. Four, five, five, 40-yard speed. That's pretty that's darn good. That's fast and for tight end. A, that's a fast tight end. And he's tall. Oh, he is tall. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you put you put a six-foot-four guy that can run a four, five, five. That's pretty good. Out in the middle of the field. That that's, uh, you gives you options. You can split him out. You can split him out, too. Yeah, you can take him, ISO, you know, ISO him in the slot or – I don't know if you'd put him ISO outside. Like, I would think D. Wash and probably yeah. Pryor and Pat would be the ISO solo guys on the backside of a formation. True, true. But Hot Rod, i put him in the slot. I would detach him from the line of scrimmage and see what he could he, do. He, he's, he's an interesting guy. You know, yeah. and again, um, you saw his growth. We've seen his growth in, in linebacker and blocking linebackers and so forth. So, there's a lot there, but. We'll be back with more. We got to get going because we got to pay some bills, as Max likes to say. Yeah, he's not paying any bills. I'm not paying any bills, but you know they are. They are. Yes. They. Well, they it's important bills. that they pay the bills. So to do that, we got to go to break, and we'll be back with more right here from St. Vincent College, Wolf Starks, and the Ninjas. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back in the locker room, we are round in the corner. Yes, we uh, are for today's show. It's gone by fast, Wolf. Um, it has indeed. You yeah. know, but I'm getting hungry. Yeah, Ooh, I am. Too. Am I getting hungry? And you know who else? You know has thought that it's gone by fast. I have to think the players and the coaches. True. Um, I know it's, it's a more physical aspect than what we're dealing with. Right, right, correct. But, you know, this is – I mean, we've been on, we've been up here for, what, almost three weeks? 
Almost, yeah. yeah almost. It hadn't seemed that way. It hadn't seemed that it's long. It's because of those Monday off days. Yeah. Kind of take a little curve off, I imagine, for you. It has not for me. Uh, yeah, cause, exactly, because you've still been here. I've not, still been here uh, wandering the, the, the campus when it's pretty The barren. camp eye. The camp eye, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, taking stock of where this team is, mm. one game under our belt, about, what, 12 to 13 practices? I yeah. would say in that time, roughly. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, um, and it, it's, been, it's been fun to watch the growth. And you can see from day one now to, I think it's like day 16 or something like that. Or who knows, day 17. I haven't been keeping that much account. I, 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 didn't, I didn't go in my dorm room and start doing little tick marks on the wall like I'm in prison. <laughs> like, <laughs> one more day closer to Freedom Day. <laughs> um, but it's been fun to watch the growth. And, you know, the one thing that I think we get a unique bird's eye view to do, Wolf, is not only do we get to call this, this wonderful game for a tremendous team, mm-hmm. but with the access – gives you an opportunity to really see things beyond the the fan view and perspective and we get to present that and i think one of those things is is watching how guys operate off the field meaning when we see them going into the cafeteria you know right. who they sit with how you know how they respond to things as they're moving around campus and you get a sense for a guy and a unit group and how guys are. I love the cafeteria when we come in for lunchtime, right? right. Now, today we'll be in there a little early because the team is uh, did, did walk through a little bit later than normal today. Yeah. Yeah, they came out Absolutely. a little bit later, I think, for the field. They're over on the turf field running through walkthrough. And no violations. No also, viol- good, th- good thing yep. to, uh, to make sure we know that. Don't have to call the NFL PA. You PA, know. you can stay away. Um, but, <laughs> but it's like seeing the guys sit together. And what guys sit where and who and how, you know, engaged they are. And I love that part because that's the unspoken chemistry that is behind the curtains, right? Because all we see really as fans is we get to see a couple of day-to-day office type of deals if we're doing a corporate structure, right, with these training camp practices. But after that, the only thing you get is boardroom reviews, essentially, and that's the stadium. That's game day. That's the games that matter, right? those crunch time moments it's like a board presentation no question and so to be in the cubicles to be in the office so to speak is a really cool experience because you see the tackle sitting there together right i love seeing broderick jones dan moore chooks and spencer anderson even though you're competing for similar positions yeah or the same position the same position you know it, it there's a bonding there yeah because at the end of the day as a teammate, like I, if you're going to be on this team, I need to be able to trust you. Yeah. Say, say I get injured, or say somebody else gets injured, or you get injured. I need to be able to trust that, that young guy could go do the job. True. So why am I going to push him away? Even though we're in a heated competition, whoever wins, the other one still has to be ready to go. No question about because it. Because unfortunate things happen, and that's what I love about. Like, there's a healthy competition on the field, but it doesn't carry into the locker room. It doesn't True. carry to the cafeteria, to the meeting room. Like, it's like, we competed here. Now, boom. We're still cool. We still are in the same room. We're still sharing the same locker room. And we both have similar interests. It's cool to be friends. We yes. don't have to be enemies because 
somebody dictates that we're up against each other. And that's what I love because when you get to that point, that team strength, yes. when you find more things in common than things to uncommon, it makes for a better chemistry. Like you and like you and Tunch, right? Absolutely. I mean, like for me, Willie, Trey, D State, like those guys are my brothers. Mm-hmm. Justin Hartwig, you know, Kendall Simmons, Marvell Smith, like no matter the fact that we were competing at different points, we all came together because we knew that that room for us had to be tight. It's got to be tight and got to be bonded. And, and and Mike Tomlin does a great job of really pressing those situations and kind of, you know, whether he has to force those situations or whether it comes organically are two different things. But I think he's really impressed with how it's gone so far. And I know he talked after practice on Sunday. And, um, you know, I wanted to bring you a couple of those comments just so you can hear just kind of where the progress is, kind of a status report okay. for the team. So let, let's go ahead and play that. Man, it was a significant day for us. Uh, we had an opportunity to review the tape uh, and analyze our performance in a professional way, allow that to set a trajectory for this upcoming week's work individually and collectively. And then we came out and worked on the grass. And so uh, it's a significant day, man. Just the, the process, the cycle of getting better, of prep, play, analysis, and then plan and move forward. And so we're very much in the midst of that. Days like today are, are really significant. It kind of sets a trajectory for the upcoming week. And when we do a good job of it, we have a chance to have consistent performance. And that's what we seek. We're just trying to build um, not only skill, but just that understanding of, of professionally how we go about it. Um, I thought we had really good energy and competes today, um, getting back out here. Um, but we, we're not afforded an opportunity to warm up to it. You know, we, we had an off day yesterday. We got an off day tomorrow. We can't waste days like today. In the midst of that, man, there's a nugget that's called today. And I just thought that they really got after it and, and took advantage of it. And I'm appreciative. Uh, Nate Herbig went down with a shoulder in practice. He's going to be evaluated. Um, obviously, we had bumps and bruises associated with play. Um, Keanu Benton went down in the game with an ankle. Um, that could be described as day-to-day. We'll see how that leads us. Um, some other guys obviously were limited or did not participate. Cam Haywood's not here today. Um, he's sick. And so um, we thought we'd you know, allow him to get right and maybe protect some of the others uh, in the process. I'll pause and open up for questions. No one? Mike, when you're talking about moving guys around on the offensive line, if you have a position where maybe you feel like your best backup at one spot is the starter at another spot, do you feel like you need to see them, or can you just trust what the body work? You know, I don't even begin to make those decisions until the 11th hour. Um, the more we let it sort itself out, we don't have to write the story. There's usually great clarity. There's enough opportunities in this process. But I'm not opposed to doing anything in an effort to get the best mix on the grass under any circumstance. Mike, where is Loudermoke grown the most, do you think, for you? And what, how do you think of his camp? What do you think of um, You know, the skill development relative to the position, the hand usage, um, the professional things coupled with defensive line play. Obviously, he's an imposing figure and strong young man, and that's always been a component of this game. Uh, but I think he's continually grown and evolved from a, from a fine motor skill perspective and hand usage. Well, there you heard it. Uh, Mike Tomlin getting interviewed after practice on Sunday, yesterday being the off day for the team, and kind of giving a little bit of an assessment of the game and kind of where they were after practice and the competition but I think you heard it there right it's developing the consistency not only individually but as a unit and I think that's really important now I will say this you know when we look at 
and he kind of started getting into Benton at the end of that and talking about uh, Nate Herbig, you know, had 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 an injury issue. We don't have any new information as of yet. Correct. But we'll, we'll definitely keep you abreast as we get through. And, of course, the coverage here on SNR will let everyone know as it's found out. But, I mean, one thing I really loved is, is that when you think about the possibility of the opportunity for guys, you know, kind of said that with Cam getting sick and yeah. not being and being away from the team, um, you know, that, that, that presents another opportunity for someone else. That's the other good thing about camp. Yeah. Like one next man up, right? That, that's, next man up. That, that is, is Mike Tomlin's mantra. And and seeing how guys can grow with responsibility. Can you accept the challenge? And can you build up to that moment? So uh, what were some of the things that you took away from, from that from that clip? Well, I just enjoyed the fact that he was always talking about being on spot now. I mean, you got day off yesterday, day off tomorrow, but you got to have today. You can't wait. You got to start fast. The, today's nuggets are the best nuggets, the, right? That's exactly the quote. I was I was reaching for the quote, and I couldn't yeah. remember about the nugget. I was thinking, yeah. you know, because what happens when you get somebody says nuggets, what's the first thing you, you think of? food. I'm thinking of chicken nuggets. Exactly. And especially Chick-fil-A more specifically. Exactly. A little honey mustard. Oh. Uh, well, see, I, I'm a Polynesian guy. Okay. I like All that right. kind of I, sweet I can go and tangy. I, I can do that, too. Barbecue sauce is not bad either. No. It, it, but you know what? A lot of those barbecue, those pre Packaged barbecue sauce, they're not that good. It's, no, it's not as good as, as an actual barbecue restaurant. No, that if you just go to itself. Honey Mustard, then you know what you got. Honey Mustard is just Honey Mustard. It's a consistent thing. Uh, yes, a consistent Do you ever thing. do the Chick-fil-A sauce? Um, yes. Okay. I've yeah. never tried the Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. it's it. All, all the sauce is good. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I just I gravitated to Polynesian, and I love Polynesian ever well, since. Well, you, you are, uh, what do they call it, the um, Polynesian, the... Hula dancer? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny how so much of the show (laughs) starts trending towards food as we near lunchtime. It is. You know, I probably, you know, I would imagine people who are on a diet probably get a little miffed at us after a while. You know, maybe, but they also, they might be encouraged that at least they're talking what I'm thinking. That's true. Because I I mean, I don't know what person that if we mention Chick-fil-A Nuggets doesn't go, Hmm, I really want Chick-fil-A nuggets. I do like them. I do like them. Man. Yeah. They're but, those... but but we must temper ourselves, right? Okay. Because we still have one more segment left yes, in this do. show. So we want to make sure that we're, we're building the appetite. Did give us a scouting report? No, he is not he yet. Didn't. I think okay. he's actually out scouting right now. Okay. All so right. when he gets back, we will get a full-on report. But what we will do right now is we will step aside for a minute. Actually, you know what? No, I don't want to step aside. No, why is that? Because I want to ask one more question to Ask you. away. Secondary. Yeah. Because we talked about a lot of unity and opportunities, okay. defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver groups. We talked about the linebackers earlier in the show. Correct. We didn't really hit DB. No, we haven't. And defensive back group is a very interesting one. Now, we've had a lot of – we had a lot of guys fall by the wayside. Yeah, um, yeah we've had some and we've injuries. had some transitions. Isaiah Dunn and Duke Dawson being uh, two that were waived, um, injured. Yep. And you know, you think about Patrick Peterson, Keanu Neal, yep. um, Demonte KZ. Yes. Um, Chandon Sullivan was Ch- hurt. Chandon now Sullivan, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Minka Fitzpatrick, right, not playing yep. in the game, but one of the interesting ones, and he's been injured and kind of out for a while, but a very big part of the defense, Demonte KZ, and what he can bring. Absolutely. To the table. 
And I know we had a chance to, to catch up with him, so I want to play that before we go to break. You want to play it before? I want to play it before. Are you sure? I'm positive. You're positive. Okay. I'm posi- I feel great about this All option. Right. Then let's do that, shall yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. So here, let's listen, let's listen to Monty Casey. Demonte, thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome back, not just to the show, but welcome back to practice. How, how much did you enjoy that, given that you missed uh, a minute or two? Uh, I enjoyed it all, man. I'm just so happy to be back on the field, you know, with my brothers out there fighting. So it was lovely to be back. Demonte, I got to ask you the question I asked you before. Like I said, you seem to have that knack of the ball finding you or you finding the ball. You know, I mean, it's a great thing for a safety to have. Is that something you've always had? But it just certainly seems to be something that happens when you're around in a black and gold jersey. Uh, that's what I always had, man, from high school to college, having a record into the NFL. So, you know, I've always been a ball hawk type guy. DeMonte, uh, we mentioned you returned. I think I also saw Keanu Neal in the uh, two-minute stuff at the end of practice. Minka Fitzpatrick came back a while ago. Uh, some of you guys have missed some time, particularly at the safety position, but it looks like things are, are starting to fall back into place. Does it feel like uh, you guys are getting uh, healthy again uh, with plenty of time uh, before that opener against the 49ers? Yeah, I think everybody's back healthy, man. Um, and at the end of the day, it's not up to us to get back on the football field so early. You know, coaches were involved in this, um, telling some people they can't practice and stuff. So we got to do what's been told, and, you know, we back all are back out there working with each other. So we're going to enjoy it. Demonte, how's the communication aspect going? Because one of the most important things from the back end is being able to communicate forward and backwards and so forth. One of them, I was down there by, uh, was it Minka? When Minka was yelling at, uh, he had Levi Wallace to one side, Mark Robinson, he was saying, okay, don't tell me what you're doing, tell each other. And uh, the importance of communicating and making sure others around you are communicating, how big is that? It's big. You know, the most shadiest defense be the best defense. So being out there talking to each other, you know, running full speed, and it tells you you know your job if you're talking. So, Devontae, uh, we had, uh, some of us had a chance to talk with Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, today before practice. And he mentioned, as a lot of the offensive players have, the quality of looks they're getting going against the Steelers' defense in practice out here. Uh, turn that around for me, if you would. What uh, are you guys seeing from the Steelers' offense, and, and what's getting your attention? Uh, what's getting my attention is um... – how the offense is moving this ball now. Um, they're spacing it out. They're playing catch out there. GP making good plays. Tate making good plays. So I think it's, it's, it's runs after catches for me. So they're very explosive. And, DeMonte, talk about, if you would, your views on Darnell Mount Washington as the great late Myron Cope would have called him because he is such a huge, a huge and unique animal out there. What's it like on the, from your perspective? Nah, he, so he's in, he's in the locker room with me. We share lockers. You know, I'm always getting on him uh, every day. I don't care how big he is. I'm still older, so. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, but having him out there, you know, run, pass, block, and everything, you know, he's very good. And doing jump balls with him, he should win those every time. Yeah, there was a, there was a play today, uh, not uh, to Darnell Washington, but to GP. You mentioned him a second ago, George Pickens. And it looked like you did everything but break it up. I mean, you had the coverage. You're diving around him. You're reaching, and somehow he held on to the ball. Where, where do you see his development from last year to this year? It ain't no difference. He's been a freak since I met him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing that since day one. So ain't nothing wrong with him. But, yeah, on that play, too, I thought I had a uh, broke-up pass. <laughs> but he had two hands on it. only had one. Devontae, last thing we got for you, uh, the defense won seven shots, four to three. 
but the offense got it into the end zone a couple of times on the two two-minute tries. Who's getting the steaks and lobsters tonight, and who's settling for hot dogs? Now, personally, we all going to get uh, steak today because it wasn't a competition today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the well, truth is told. Well, hey, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Again, uh, welcome back, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was DeMonte KZ, of course, on with uh, Mike Pursuta and our, your very own Craig Wolfley, uh, Training Camp Live um, post-game, post post-practice show. And, I mean, that's one of the guys I'm really excited about because he oh, was week yeah. to week, um, you know, obviously did not play in the game on Friday and is suiting up and practicing and moving around. It's going to be fun to see because he is a heat-seeking missile. He is indeed. He plays. You know, I wonder just how much his body can take if he's at any at all like Nick Harper from the Colts used yeah. to be. You know what I mean? Just the fact is he hits so hard. Sometimes he hits hard, too hard for his body, I think, yeah. know, if that's possible. But the fact is you watch him. He's got that knack, that samurai knack of, of finding the ball, the ball finding him, like I was talking about. He he's just one of those guys that or Chevy seems, Chase, yeah, 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 or Chevy Chase, control the ball, Chevy Chase, <laughs> yeah, be the ball, you know, and he does a good job of it, you know. And again, with the three safety situation, Steelers used a lot last year. The big nickel, yeah, he was he was significant in that package. And I, I look forward to seeing what he's going to do now. I mean, you've you got an op- opportunity here with no Terrell Edmonds, who I thought yeah. was a terrific, strong safety. It was very consistent. Yeah. Strong safety. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to see that. And that's other leadership because that's seven years of experience that he brings to the table in that se- in that secondary, the deep half at the safety position. You pair that with Minka, that's six years. That's 13 years of experience between two guys. That's a lot. And then just think if you add a Patrick Peterson into that mm-hmm. rotation or yeah. you add a guy like an Elijah Riley. I mean, there's so many different options, but I want to see it on the field. I would love to. Even if in limited exposure time, just to see that group move because we have so many new pieces. In fact, you know, we had a roster move as well today where – you know, we got a new member to the team added, cornerback um, Neville Clark. Yes. Who originally was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry, undrafted free agent. He signed with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, played the XFL um, with the Generals and the New Orleans Breakers for the USFL. So let's see if he can come in and, you know, provide some depth and some, and some good snaps and try and audition. Yeah, audition for not only this team, but for 31 other teams. So, Absolutely. All right, we're going to wrap that up for this segment because we got the bell lap coming up. Bell lap. The big guy bringing us home, Mr. Craig Wolfley. It. Yeah, there we go. Just, just, just kick the mule a little bit as, as, we, as we get out there. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back I in a minute. Mule. You're listening inside the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. And we got a couple of squirrels, but they're friendly squirrels. We'll be back in a minute. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, we are wrapping it up in the bell lap here as we get ready for an afternoon practice. 155, the Steelers take the field and get some action going on here. And again, Max, you know, this whole week, was uh, the first week was predicated basically in you drive a stake into the ground. You, you have to have a starting point. Well, mm-hmm. a start, starting point has been made in Tampa Bay. Now 
we begin to look for separation, guys separating themselves from other guys through their performance. And that speaks of performance upgrades. And that's what the theme of this week's got to be. It's got to be about a performance upgrade. Yeah, you, you've got to make sure that you're building or replacing. <laughs> True. <laughs> a lot of those things. you got to either build upon a good performance or replace a bad performance. <laughs> um, and they're going to get a great task in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. A team that has a lot of promise. People love touting them. And a team that's also looking for their depth. So you expect you're going to see some second-string guys in this game that could be starters elsewhere. So I think it's more of a varsity-on-varsity varsity type of situation. I don't think you this get is as much one. JV. This yeah. is the dress rehearsal. This is the one. If we're yeah. picking between the three teams, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, and Atlanta, this is the varsity game. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and I think we're going to see uh, some of the starters playing longer, obviously, uh, maybe even up to halftime. I would do that personally. I would want that personally. Offensively. Yeah. Offensively. offensively. I don't think we need to do Defensively, it there's, there's a number of guys that uh, I think can uh, go with much less. Um, but offensively, especially, again, if, we're, if they can get a fast start again, that would be exciting. Oh, man. You know, if you start put, yeah. stacking one after another, whoo, that could be something really interesting to see. Back-to-back so, games with opening TD drives? Oh, my goodness. When was that last time? Exactly. Even, even if it's in you know preseason. That's a good place to start. But it's it, it gives you confidence, right? I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing. You want to be able to build confidence in those situations and progress it. And if you can do that, stack opening drives in back-to-back games, no that's, question. That, that, that's a huge benefit. No question about it. So we're hopefully we're going to see a quick start coming up against the, the Buff Bills, 630 Acrisure Stadium this Saturday. I look forward to it, you know, as uh, everybody else does because – Again, once you drive a stake into the ground, meaning that's where your starting point is, who is getting better? Because you either get better or you get worse, you never stay the same. No. And that's what it's all about as a pro. That's how pros become pros, because you're always working to get better, and you're, you, you don't have those many fallacies of sliding back in your technique or in whatever. You know, it is just part of the upward march that it is to develop as a true professional. So we're going to find out who can hack it and who doesn't uh what would you call it replacing or replacing or building okay replacing replacing or building building. that's it arrow must point up it must and if you're six feet under already it can only go up (laughs) exactly so well that's it for us we will be back tomorrow as uh, the last of the three remaining practices uh at training camp here because we have one today then tomorrow and then thursday that practice time has been moved to 155 on thursday by the way officially said in and uh, open, by open to and the public open, yes so we will be here for a couple more days so i hope you'll join us for max for cj for justin back at the ranch i'm greg wolfley you've been in the locker room wolf starks and the ninjas will be back tomorrow go steelers Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.